In order to accomplish your goals in work or in life, do you rely more on theory or practice to get them done? In this episode, I am going to talk about how you can use theory or practice to your advantage when it comes to leading an analytics project. Hey, my name is Caleb, and you are listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast with me, of course, Caleb Loya, and my teammate Tatsuya Murao. When I was in high school, we had a track coach who would, on the first week, have to help us understand which dominant foot we were. And in track, it's really, really important to know if you're right foot dominant or left foot dominant. And the reason why is because, especially if you're a sprinter, you want to have the most amount of explosion when it comes to your first few steps uh, in a race, especially when it comes to a 100, 200, or 400 meter race, because you're working off of blocks. And that first one, two, three step is very, very important in order to get the advantage on your opponents. So what he would do as a track coach was would be to line us up on a, on a start line and then slightly nudge us forward. And he would be behind us so that we wouldn't know he was nudging us. But when he nudged us forward, the foot that came forward was the one that wasn't was not dominant. So what that means is that the back foot would always be the dominant foot. It would be the one that would always stand firm when it came to a slight nudge or an imbalance. And that's how it is in analytics as well. Many people rely on theory or practice in order to not be unbalanced when it comes to accomplishing the goals or the task at hand. Some leaders that I've noticed use theory to the greatest advantage to be creative and to be able to isolate problems in a unique way and solve them in a unique way. I know other leaders who have used their practical skills and practical knowledge base as a way of saying, I know this can be done because it's been done before in this, this, and this situation. Can you do this? And so both have their strengths and strengths and weaknesses, but it's important to know where you stand as far as each of these different uh, levels uh, of competence. And a lot of times it comes down to preference. So in certain situations, some people will prefer theory and other people will prefer practice. And when you have a team uh, of any sort, some people in the team will rely on theory as far as book knowledge and others will rely on practice as far as what they have seen done in the real world. So I would like to begin this episode by explaining some core components of theory and some core components of practice that can help you understand whether somebody leans more towards the theoretical or the practical. So let's start with theoretical. Usually when we talk about a theory, we're talking about something that is abstracted from an idea or concept. And these abstractions are good because what they can do is they can allow a leader to understand what's possible based on specific ideas. And so to give you an idea of what an abstraction is, an abstraction in my mind is a group of ideas that are put into a specific box. And and these things can be, for example, something like leadership. Leadership is an abstraction because you're not talking about a specific scenario in which somebody is leading. You're talking about this general ethereal concept called leadership. 
And so when you say this person has good leadership, that invokes different meanings for different people. And so it's important to understand that when you're using abstractions, that you use the the best level or articulate those abstractions in the best way possible or in the best framework. Other abstractions when it comes to analytics is something like cloud computing. Cloud computing is an idea about how a series of servers should be interrelated. And cloud computing is an abstraction because there are many different ways that you can implement cloud computing in your work as far as analytics is concerned. One huge abstraction that I see thrown around all the time is this thing called artificial intelligence. It's a catch-all phrase that can mean anything from the artificial intelligence in your Tesla that helps your Tesla or your automobile self-drive to an abstraction like artificial intelligence that can manage and rule the way that future can be done. And so something like artificial intelligence is a great example of an abstraction because we could mean something very, very specific when it comes to artificial intelligence, like machine learning, in which we're trying to make a calculation that determines the output for a specific product. We can also use the term artificial intelligence to talk about something in the movies like Minority Report, where in that movie, they could predict which people would commit crimes before they happened. And so when you're working with abstractions, be sure to understand that you are working in a theoretical framework. And so it's important to put those abstractions in ways that other people around you can understand. And once you have the right way of communicating these abstractions, then it's easy to bridge the theoretical and the practical. So generally, theories are very, very useful because they help help you and your teammates and those who you're communicating with understand a new possibility that's available based on previous ideas. Practical knowledge, on the other hand, is usually based on what has worked in the past or what is able to be accomplished with the given tools at hand. And those who are masters of practical knowledge have a deep understanding of the intricacies of specific problems. And so they will do the hard work of understanding what tool sets to use, uh, the specific ways to accomplish the end goal. But they won't necessarily care about how it works. They just more care about why or or that it works all together. And this can come into play in many different areas. But one of the ways that I have seen practical knowledge be used is when it comes to implementing something new. When you say, hey, I want to implement this new thing or I need to create this new analytics dashboard, then many times uh, somebody who is relying on practical knowledge will say, yes, I, I understand what you're wanting to do and I've seen this accomplished in this, this, and this situation. It doesn't necessarily work in another scenario, but what they're doing as far as somebody who's practical is saying that something is possible or not based on their experience or based on what they have seen actually tangibly done. 
As an example, somebody who is practical will begin a project by first gathering all the core requirements. And I've talked about core requirements in a previous episode, but essentially core requirements are the list of items that need to be implemented in order to accomplish the minimum viable product or the minimum viable uh, goal. A practical developer will want to have the requirements listed out as best as possible. And those core requirements are absolutely essential for that individual because what they will do is they will use those core requirements as a checkbox and work through the entire list of items and and work through them as best as possible. And that may sound very, very tedious to the person who is theoretical, who will have a theoretical framework and then implement something based on that theory. But the best teams that I have seen in my experience are the ones who can join the theoretical and the practical to accomplish something new. And this is where you get maximum amount of benefit from having advantages of a theoretical person and a practical person and can be organized in many different ways. What I mean by organized is that you can have a theoretical person who happens to be the team lead who doesn't have the practical experience of accomplishing accomplishing something, but knows that it can be done. On the other hand, you can have people who are practical, who are the developers, who know how to accomplish something based on previous experience. And this is typically the case. You'll have a theoretical leader and practical individuals who are going to accomplish those tasks. But there are other ways that you can have a team that relies on both theory and practice. You can have a practical leader who has a series of items that need to be accomplished. And then you can have a theoretical developer who can then create a framework for other developers to then build into. There are countless ways that you can structure your team to implement both theory and practice in the best way possible. So the key is to have harmony between theory and practice in order to accomplish your goals. And things go off the rails when these two are not in harmony. So I'm going to go into a few examples of ways that I have seen disharmony between somebody who relies more on theory and others who rely more on practice. And so I'll start with the the typical example that I have seen. And this is typically when you have a theoretical leader who has a top-end idea of something that needs to be accomplished, but doesn't quite know how it's going to be accomplished. And you will see this most likely in very large organizations where you have a big middle manager level of the hierarchy. So you have a lot of middle managers who uh, essentially send emails out all day but don't really touch the practical workings of the business. Early on in my career, I worked for an organization in their analytics department that was going undergoing a restructuring. And during that restructuring, they hired on individuals at the middle tier and the top tier who were from top business schools And those top business schools are the ones that we all know, like the Kelly Business School, Harvard Grad School, et cetera. 
And these individuals were very competent and very intelligent. And they had a deep understanding of theoretical knowledge in order to elevate their company to the next level. And the theoretical knowledge is extremely useful because what it can do is it can help an organization think more broadly about the goals that they want to accomplish. And often it's very, very helpful once you bring in intelligent people. But one of the downsides to having leadership who is intensely theoretical is that there may not be an understanding of how the business or how things run at a very, very practical level. And this disconnect can cause dissonance between those who are very theoretical and those who on a day-to-day basis see something practical. The way I like to think about it is that in an academic sense, you can have an idea about how it works, but if you don't live it, then it's very, very difficult to put it to practice. On the practical level, if you have a management team that is very, very practical, it's very, very difficult to shake up or or improve because everybody relies on the concrete ideas and the concrete ways that things have been done in the past. And this is why you need a good mix of theory and practice. So you have somebody who is intelligent on your team, but also has a good theoretical framework that can rely on the practical knowledge of others. So going back to my first uh, example of disharmony, you can have leadership or leaders within your team or organization that are very, very theoretical, but don't have a deep understanding of how things are practically implemented on the most fundamental basis. And in analytics, it usually looks something like this. You'll have somebody who is very, very theoretical. They will say, hey, I want something, a report, or I want something to be accomplished that looks like this. And the practical person will say, okay, yeah, no problem. How do you want to accomplish it? And there needs to be a bridge built between somebody's idea and the practical understanding or or the practical implementation. And many times what I have found is that data is that bridge. And so if you have somebody who has a very, very high theoretical knowledge base, but doesn't know how the data works, then it's very, very difficult in analytics to bridge that gap. You need somebody who has at least a basic understanding of the theory and what somebody wants to accomplish theoretical and the understanding of practical. And since in analytics, data is everything, if you aren't using the right data in the right ways, then you can't bridge the theory and the practical. On the other hand, if you have somebody who is practical, then they can build something all day, but it may not be able to be used by those who are theoretical because they are trying to achieve something outside of what has been done in the past. On the other hand, how it can be derailed if you have some somebody who is very highly practical who essentially railroads the theory is when somebody explains a theory, you have somebody who is very practical that says, no, that's not going to work. And the reason it's not going to work is this, this, and this. And every time the theoretical person posits an idea or a thought or a concept, that practical person will then come back and say, no, I I don't see it. It's not going to work because of this, this, and this. And so a practical person can halt a project by their deep understanding and having a, what I'll call a pessimistic outlook on the end goal. 
And so that's why in a team, it's good to have harmony between theory and practice in order to move forward. If you're theoretical, then then understand that your theory needs to be put in practice. And if you're practical, then it's important to have an open mind about what theories can be implemented to specific degrees. So I will leave you with one last example in history about theory versus practice. Traditionally in history, the Greeks were known to have a deep theoretical concept about how incentives work, how government should be run, about of ethics of the individual, um, of virtues, etc. And that's how their culture thrived, is based on the theoretical principles that everybody agreed on. Now, on the contrast, the Romans relied on what worked. And so they didn't necessarily care about the theory, but they just knew it worked. And so a good example of the Roman Empire was of concrete. They developed this thing called concrete to build their roads, and they built them across their entire empire that spanned many, many millions of miles and was able to support over 100 million individuals. But they didn't necessarily care how that concrete was made. They just laid the roads in the way that they needed to lay them in order to accomplish their end goal. But they didn't necessarily know how concrete worked or why aqueducts could stand the way they did. They just knew that it could be done. And so today in modern times, we know how concrete can be made because we know that there's chemical compounds that happen between different minerals that make concrete a solid structure that can be used for building tall buildings, for laying foundation, etc. And so we're able in our modern time to be able to take the theory of chemistry and be able to join that with the practical understanding of how to build specific buildings. And this combination of theory and practice has helped the modern world become where it is. And that's the same with other things like electricity, computers, etc. That these two need to be joined in a harmonious way in order to accomplish Uh, goals that weren't ever accomplished in the past. So as you look to accomplish new things in the future, be sure to group your teams around an understanding that some people rely more on theory and others rely more on practice. From there, you can then create harmony within your organization and within your teams to accomplish what you need to accomplish when it comes to either analytics, AI, machine learning, or anything else. As I close this episode out, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast. You know, we've been at this podcast for a little bit under a year, and we appreciate you as a listener. And if you enjoy the content and the podcast as a whole, please feel free to like and subscribe to our podcast. I'm thinking about a few different series that we can do as we close out the year of 2021 and into 2022 and look at new technologies that are coming out and new ways of doing analytics that can take you and your organization to the next level. And if you have any suggestions or want to talk about any topics about 
Analytics, feel free to reach out to me at Caleb at ArcosAnalytics.com or you can find Todd at Todd, T-A-D, at ArcosAnalytics.com. And as always, thanks for listening.